Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 119. Is your nest empty? You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Now let's pop in your earbuds and let's take a ride together. Well, I can say if you have kids, summer is officially over. And if you don't, you've got all the way through Labor Day weekend to still enjoy that summer feeling. But there's a lot of parents who've been sending their kids off to school, lots of first day photos you can see on social media. It's a great time to share how your kids have grown and what they're moving on into the future. Now, the title of this podcast is, Is Your Nest Empty? What do you think that's about? Well, you're right if you're saying it's about being an empty nester. But I don't like to refer to an empty nester. So I like to say the nest is empty for now. Let me give you a little bit of the definition. When you think of the word empty, it elicits feelings, almost physical feelings, like deep down in your gut, it elicits those type of things. And according to Merriam-Webster, Illicit means to draw out something hidden, latent, or reserved. So something that's you're feeling deep down inside of you, and you really aren't letting it out till it's full capacity. And as far as the word empty, Merriam-Webster says, it's vacant, blank, void, lacking contents, which could or should be present. Like when your children leave the home. Something that should be present is no longer there. And so it becomes that term, the nest is empty, the empty nester. And only a parent whose kids have gone to college or moved out of their home for a new job or are going abroad or doing different things or just moving in on their own. Parents, when you choose to be a parent, you have a good 18 years of raising that child, children, whatever it is for you personally. And you may work and you may have a full-time job, but your time away from work is all about your family and it's all about your children. If you're a stay-at-home mom, again, you go and volunteer in the school, you do work for your children, you run them around, you take them to dance class and baseball lessons. Your life revolves around that. Your weekends revolve around their baseball games or basketball games or recitals or them going to little birthday parties for their friends. And as they grow and mature and move from elementary to middle to high school, those pictures of what they do do look a lot different. But yet, until they get that driver's license, you're still running them around to meet their friends and drop them off. And so your life is not 100% free. It hasn't been free since really the day you became pregnant with that first child. Your life begins to change. Or if you've adopted a new child, your life changes. No matter how this child has come into your world, foster parents 
this child becomes yours and your life revolves around your children. Whether you have one child or many at home, once they leave, it's empty. There's a void. There's a lack of something that should be there but isn't there. When I talk to a lot of teenagers because my youngest child just left for college, we left her on Tuesday, set up her dorm on Saturday, and all that that entailed, and so exciting. And when I've talked to her friends and teenagers, they all have that excitement of what they call reinventing themselves. Some kids have great experiences in high school and some not so much great. Or they're perceived differently than really who they are based on how other people talk about them. So going to a new state or school or technical school away from this environment that you've been in for the past four years, these teenagers, these 18 year olds, some are 17, I started in 17, I was young, for college, have this great unknown feeling of how they're going to reinvent themselves, how they truly want to be seen as they transition into this adult stage of their life. Now they're still kids, don't get me wrong. 18 doesn't make you a fully functioning adult, but yes, it does give you some privileges that you could not have before and freedoms that you could not be, have before. But when your kid's away, you're still checking on them, you're still paying the bills, you're still saying the yes or no to the big things. So it's a gradual process, but they get to reinvent themselves. And as I watched them and asked them, and they talked about this, there was this sparkle in their eyes, this excitement of the unknown, their roommates, and how they're gonna decorate their room and whether they're going to be in a fraternity or a sorority or in a music group or a music club, whatever it is, roaming around a new campus, this sense of freedom and sense of gaining some independence away from their parents and their siblings. It's a time of reinvention. Such a beautiful word, reinvention, to me, Personally, it is a way to revamp. No matter what's ha happened in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, we can all reinvent ourselves, revamp what we have been, not change who we are at the core. Our core is our core. But the way we interact and the way we move through life, we can reinvent ourselves. So if our kids can reinvent themselves, and our nest is now empty. Why can't we invent ourselves? When I hear the word empty nest, to me it kind of feels like that ending chapter of life, which is why I like to say the nest is empty. Because I don't like to look at life that way. I like to look at life as chapters. Different chapters when you were young and a teenager in college and so on and so forth different chapters of your life, or just breaking it down into different lifetimes, different lifetime experiences. But I don't like to refer to it as it's getting towards the time where you're older, and maybe that's because that's where I am, and I personally don't want to think that way. But I think we can reframe it in a more 
positive thought process, that it is a new beginning and a new chapter or a new way of leading your life. So why can't we have that sparkle in our eyes? I realize that I've made all these plans. I was really good at it. And yes, part of it is because I have this podcast and I process it as each week goes by. And so I had a plan, but there's been a bunch of things that I've always wanted to do that I just couldn't. I just didn't have the time of day. My day was always interrupted. I didn't have this whole day to work and do the things I want. And now I do. I want you to sit for yourself for a minute, with yourself for a minute. And I don't want you to say, there's nothing really that I can think of at this moment that I've always wanted to do. I'm just feeling sad that my kid isn't in my house anymore. And don't get me wrong. I'm sad. I can't even go in her room yet. I look down the hallway and I get choked up knowing that she's not there. That every night she's not putting her head on her pillow and I know she's home under my roof safely. And if you're sad, don't stuff it. Feel it. Let it flow. This is my second time and I don't miss her any less than I missed my first child who went off to college. But I do have a little bit of experience. It's not my first rodeo. So I know a little bit more of what to expect. I have totally separate relationships with each of my daughters and they all play an important part of my life. And those will be feelings of emptiness that she is no longer here and the other one is away. And so the nest is empty. So I want you to sit with yourself for a minute. And don't remember, don't stuff the feelings. If you feel you need to cry, you cry. It's kind of like grief. It's letting go. And believe me, each day, each week, each month will get better before you know what you're seeing them again. So there's always that look positive, have that concrete date when you know you might be seeing them again. And if not, if they're abroad or whatever it is, maybe make plans to go visit them if they've had to move someplace for a new job. The plans may not be for six months, but you've got that plan. Okay, so sit with yourself. I say that a lot, I know. Because it's important to be one with yourself. To sit alone with yourself. And I want you to think back from the point that you either adopted a child, became a foster parent, gave birth to your child, Maybe you're a grandparent who is taking care of a child. Remember when this child first came into your life. And over the years, I can guarantee that there were many things that you thought about doing or thought about going to or thought about researching that you always said to yourself, I can't right now. I don't have the time. I financially can't. I can't leave my children for that long a period of time. I have too much responsibility to be able to go back to school, to gain a new degree, to travel, to move to a different place. I can't uproot my children with all their friends. I know somewhere back in your memory rolls, those little boxes that we kind of store in our brain, we compartmentalize all those little dreams, some realistic, some not so realistic. But we compartmentalize and we kind of stuff them 
deep, 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 deep down. And we really never think that they'll come to pass or that we'll ever get to try them out or look into different things. Why not? If your child can go away and move away from the nest and reinvent themselves, why can't you reinvent yourself? Why can't you start pulling out all those things that you thought about over the years that you just compartmentalized? This is a list that I want you to create for yourself as you sit with yourself. Give it the title, The Reinvention of You. Doesn't that sound great? Reinvention of you. It's okay if you're single, you have a spouse, you have a significant other. No matter who's in our world, we still have to focus on ourselves. We can't say that our significant others are more important, that our job is more important, that our pets are more important. If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of everything else. I used to say a phrase when I would have my clients in a group session. If you don't oil, change the oil in your car, your car breaks down. If you don't take care of yourself, you break down. And so you've stuffed all these things and now you have this nest that is empty, this void, this emptiness that these feelings are being elicited inside of you, this kind of ache. Feel it, it's okay to feel it because there is that emptiness. But how can we reinvent ourselves to begin to fill those voids? And that way you're so self-satisfied that when your children come home and they spend time and then they leave to go back again, you're sad, but you're okay this time because you've got your things for yourself in place. So this list, the reinvention of you, I want you to go back as far as you can. And they may have even been silly thoughts of things you've always wanted to do. Not a bucket list. Yes, the kind of, I guess some of those things could be a bucket list item, but things that you wanted to do to advance yourself and move yourself forward and skills you've always wanted to learn, but you couldn't the reinvention of you. Kind of have mental diarrhea with it and just start listing things one after the other, after the other, after the other. If you're having a hard time, you're feeling stuck with that, then maybe you need to change your environment. Go to an environment where you feel relaxed, where you feel like you can be creative and sit again with yourself. Maybe it's just going to a Starbucks and having your favorite drink and having your phone in front of you and your earbuds in, and you start to feel the creative juices flowing. And that memory bank, those compartments, those boxes we compartmentalize, the tops start to open and things start to flow. And memories and ideas and feelings all start to flow. This is your list of the reinvention of you. I hope you get a little bit of goosebumps when you hear me say that. Because I know I do. And I have so many things that I have planned that I'm excited about. But I never could really put them into play because it took time. It took time to put this whole podcast together. But it was during COVID. And I had the time. And I was home all the time. And not having to run because my kid was doing virtual school. 
So I got a taste way back then of starting to focus on myself a little bit more. And so there are so many ways that I plan on reinventing myself and using this nest that's empty to my benefit, to my mental health, to taking care of me and my own personal needs. I've heard a lot of times, and I felt this way myself, that our kids really don't see us as people or individuals. We're their moms and we're their dads or we're their grandparents, we're their foster parents. They don't see us as people. They really believe, I think, deep down inside that our worlds exist because of them and everything should and could be for them. And they are, tend to be very, teenagers tend to be very selfish and very self-absorbed. That's normal. That's just part of them evolving and growing and, and moving to the point where they start to realize that the world isn't always all about them. And they still may not see in that transitional stage of going from the nest to a new job, a new home, a new college, they still may not look at their parents as individuals. By reinventing yourself, creating this new world for yourself and things that you're doing that you never imagined you could, you're really showing your kids that you are an individual, that you have wants and you have needs just like them. Think of the message that you're giving them. It's an extremely valuable message that they can take with them into their adult life. And maybe when they have their own children, they'll be able to instill a little bit more in them that their parents, their caretakers are individuals. This generation does tell, tend to be very self-absorbed, especially with social media and everything about being liked and people commenting and getting attention and so part of it isn't even their fault but why can't their parents be liked get comments get attention for the things that they do not on social media but in life for the way they grow for the way they move themselves forwards for the way they reinvent themselves are you ready to reinvent yourself? For me, gosh, it just sounds so great. It's the time of me. Yes, I have a spouse, and I have to take care of a home, and I have a pet, but it's the time of me. They all function and do their things, and it's time for me. I'm still a mom, and I always will be a mom. And I always will do mom things and mom worries and mom cares. But I'm also Elise. I'm Elise the podcaster, the blogger, the mom, the wife, the daughter. But I'm also me, an individual who's had so many things that she's wanted to do or seen for herself that at one point I really felt that this was it, being a parent. This is what I chose to do, be a stay-at-home mom. And how am I going to be remembered someday? And there was a sadness when I thought about it, but I kind of just thought that that's the way it is. 
That's the route I chose for myself. Well, guess what? No. We can always reinvent ourselves. We will have lows, ups and downs and highs and all those kind of things in between in our life. That doesn't mean we can't move forward. It doesn't mean we can't reinvent ourselves. And now I can really focus on me as an individual. And that's why I want you to look at this nest being empty thing. It's time to focus on you as an individual. And if you do have a significant other, I'm sure there's many things that the two of you have wanted to do that you just couldn't as parents, financially, physically, time-wise. It's time to focus on that relationship more as well because now it is the two of you. And guess what? <clears throat> Excuse me. You've worked, both of you, very hard to get to this point in your life. You've raised your kids. You've taught them all the lessons that you could give them to this point in their life. And hopefully they've taken a lot of your wisdom and they will use it as they move forward. But now it's the two of you. And if it's not, and it's just you and you're a single parent, again, more time to focus on yourself, to sit with yourself, see what you need, see what you want, see what you desire. It's kind of exciting, right? Now, we don't need to voice this excitement to our new kids who have left the home for college or moved out or a new job and so on and so forth. We can keep our excitement just a little bit low. We don't want to hurt their feelings in any way that, hey, we've just kicked them out the door and all these exciting things are going to happen. We know they have emotions and feelings and they definitely would become offended. And I am sad and I do feel the emptiness. But also feel excitement. I've had all these things I put on the back burner, have them all lined up to kind of make them come into fruition. And I look forward to sharing a lot of them will be professionally. And I look forward to sharing them with you in the future. Right now, it's my special place inside of me and all the plans that I'm about to work through. For me, for me, the individual, the parent whose now nest is empty, who's about to reinvent herself. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 119, Is Your Nest Empty? Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all of those wide open spaces in your world. And until next time, my friends, ciao.